And hello and welcome to episode 219 <laughs> of the Movie. I am Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay. Colin is once again doing this by Zoom um, because the world is... Again, I think I feel the world's going to shut down again. It seems like Britain's going to shut down in the next, like... I'm, I'm really, really confused about the, the, the kind yeah. of current state. I, I don't know. I don't know where we're at. I don't know what the rules are. Because people are... There seems to be no rules unless you want to follow them. Do you there's, know what I mean? There's, there's no rules, but then all yeah. rules. And then only yeah, you really care about the rules. You can yeah, there, them, there's yeah. rules there, you know, but do what you want. And I'm, yeah. I'm trying... I'm I've tried so hard to follow the rules, do you know what I mean? And like, I'm looking about and I'm like, am I the only person that, that's, you know, still abiding by, by the law? Do you know what I mean? Like, what's going on? It's nuts. We're obeying the rules the same way Italians obey travel um, driving instructions, which is they're there as more of a sort of guidance, but in no way legally enforceable. <laughs> I think it's what, if you've ever been in Italy and you see the way they, the way they drive there, like, there's no real sort of reasoning for these. It's just more suggestions as opposed to actual rules, you know? So, so you might want to turn right here at this roundabout, yeah. you know, just you may want to stop at a red light, but you don't have to. You know, you can do what you fuck you want. Um, so I feel on that situation. So we'll be doing this from home, I think, for the foreseeable future based on Yeah, I that. think so. Definitely. Um, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, um, oh, I'm, I've not shown you yet. Have I? I'm drinking no. um, oh, Aaron, Aaron Blonde. Oh, I've, I've had that many times. It's nice. Yeah, Aaron Blonde. And obviously, it's uh, the heartstrings, of course, the home, because Aaron's my spiritual my spiritual home. So Rich. I thought I would get a wee bottle. Not an actual home, but spiritual home. <laughs> well, well I, did, I did live there, so I, I guess yeah. it was my actual home. But now it's my, my it's my, my retirement plan. That's that's where I'm going to retire. I'm going to... Nice. You know they have no foxes on Aaron? Is there not? No. They, they've, got, they've got red, red squirrels. Yes, but no foxes. That's one of our friends is a big fox fan and she wants to move to Aaron, but she won't because there's no foxes. Oh, why doesn't she take a fox with her? I did suggest that. That, that, that To me, that's like... I'll and then destroy the entire ecosystem of... <laughs> Yeah. Of Aaron by killing every single squirrel with a kill. Yes, probably not a good idea to bring in a species that's not used to an island to bring it's it into that place. Probably because they've got like quite quite an abundance of wildlife. I mean, they've got like, red yeah. squirrels, golden eagles, peregrine falcons, deer, yeah. all sorts, and, but, but no, no land based no predators. Fox. I think that's a good oh. point. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so, uh, oh, well, so that means you, you can safely sleep outside in Aaron and not get killed by. Yeah. Not, I don't think there's any food spot that would kill you anyway. But, um, I mean, the locals yeah. might kill you, you know, that's, that's what they're only thinking. On Aaron, no. They, are they have a real wicker man vibe there sometimes, especially in the winter. <laughs> Being there in the winter a few times, there's a, a certain <laughs> sense of, you know, craggy islandness about it. The, the winter is quite desolate, but the yes. summers are lovely and strange. Summers are nice, but the winters are desolate, yes. Winters are fucking As desolate, most yeah. islands are, to be honest. The island life um, is like that pretty much no matter where you go in the world. I think, um, it, on a kind of darker note, I think it's got like one of the high suicide rates in Scotland in the winter months um, oh. because you're stuck in a fucking island in winter and there's nothing else to do but kill yourself. Yeah. I think, or drink, um, I guess. I think a lot of like Jersey, Isle of Man, and things like that, similar, very high rates just due to the fact yeah. that people, it's very dark in the winter, it's very wet in the winter, and people are just basically drinking or doing drugs and then end up getting depressed. And unfortunately, yeah, because yeah, there's the no visitors, thing. the kind of tourist season is just you're, shut you're down. Do you know what uh-huh. I mean? And yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, I've been in. Aaron, a few winters and it is fucking bleak. It's not. It's, it's not a fun place to be in winter. So, no, um, probably not. A- anyone planning and going to Aaron in the winter? But just, no, just don't go. Go to don't Tenerife, go. Tenerife, folk. Tenerife will be nicer. Yeah, then it's a nicer island. Right. So yeah, I'm drinking Aaron Blonde. I'm drinking is my, my beer of choice from the Aaron Brewery. I'm going to assume. Yes, it is. Yeah, I think there's a couple of breweries on Aaron now, so it's worth going to see. A couple of distilleries as well now, so it's mm. worth going to wheel up over if you're looking for a, a nice beer. I can see you nursing a can in your big bear paw. I have, have one called Hellies, H-E-L-L-E-S, Hells, Hellies, Hellies. Hells or Hellies, Hells? Yeah, it sounds Greek, but it's not. It's from Chicago. Yeah. It's um, from the Great Central Brewing Company in Chicago. Um, it's very generic. Nothing really particularly special about it. Um, but it's nice for a, a Thursday evening to, to have one. I feel I feel like you're kind of reliving the Prohibition era just now. Because every week we speak, you're drinking a Chicago beer. And, and I think this might be my last Chicago one I've got. I think it might be my last for one. for Elliot Ness to bust in the door and... Yeah. This might be my last Chicago one, I think. After this, I'm um, I'm on to other countries. Oh, oh we're moving from we're moving continents. Okay. Moving continents. That's... I think we get some. Um, <laughs> I think I might even have a South African one there, possibly a few different random ones. Oh. So oh. We, Tus- we... Tusker's the big South African beer, isn't That's it? Kenya. Tusker's. Is that it's Kenyan? Kenya. Tusker? Yeah. Ah, oh, what's the South African beer? I'm not sure. I can't remember the name of it now. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm going to keep it for next week. I'm not going to try and suggest that because the other guy no. came out was incredibly racist. Yes. I didn't wear it too, so I won't, I won't. It should be called diplomatic immunity. That's what it should be called. 
Um, anyway, let's, let's move on from the beers. Let's move on to what we've been watching. Um, I'll start this week. I have actually I've watched two things this week, uh, like non-cinema viewing. Um, one that you suggested to me was brand new cherry flavor. Oh um, yes, yeah, which yeah. I have to say, look warm. I would say at the end of it, lukewarm response to it. It, oh. it didn't do it for me. There's moments of interest in it. It's weird, but it has that sort of odd American horror story vibe, which I never really grasped onto. It's very much style over substance at times. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I liked totally. her in the lead role. I thought she was good. Alita. Alita Battle Angel. Yeah, yeah she's, she's that's, good That's not a real name, but it no, is. No, no. <laughs> um, I thought she was good in it. But yeah, the story myself, I just get, the story just didn't really do it for me. I just, it, it, what happened? It, oh. it, I, I, I kind of lost interest. Now, part of the reason might have been because I watched that straight after I watched another Netflix series called Midnight Mass, which is from Mike Flanagan, uh, the guy who done Haunting of Hill House two years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. This is like a kind of side side a companion piece to that, perhaps. Maybe? Very much, it very much feels the same world. Yeah. And I watched yeah. this. I battled through it. I loved this. This was an excellent mm. space. It's all this it's island community. Um, and there's a new priest comes into the, the community and all sorts of shenanigans start to happen, the, the, the demons and angels and uh, people going missing and people returning. And so it's very, very odd, very, very strange. But tone of it was excellent. What from it was only seven episodes long, and everyone was like, a, everyone was an hour, we bit over an hour, like an hour and five minutes, but not one of them overstayed their welcome. Very talky at times, but it's really good dialogue, and you, you, really, you get a bit properly heavily involved in it. So, I think maybe going from something I really loved and then like, I was really into onto brand new cherry flavor didn't reflect the best. Like, maybe I've done them the other way around, might have done maybe what better for maybe me. Better. Um, did you get did, did you pick there was a strong Cronenberg vibe? Oh, and a brand new, new yeah, massive Cronenberg yeah. vibe all the way through, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes. So, some of the body poem was quite, um, quite oh, quite very horror, I uh, very body horror, um, for like yeah, chunks yeah. of it, yeah. But to be honest, when you do it once, it has shock value, and I can totally get why you do it because Cronenberg does that. He doesn't always labor it, you know, if you do it like four, five, six times, it just seems, it, you know. There's a particular thing she does, which I've texted yeah. you about. I'm not going to ruin it for anybody who might watch it. That yeah. once you see it once, you don't need to see it four times. You know, it is, and it is the same each time. It's still, I, uh-huh. I enjoyed it each time, but it is. It does. They don't. There's no. Oh, they've done it this way now. It is the uh-huh. same. And there's no it happening each time. Isn't for a different reason either. Mm. It's for the same reason. You mm. know. You can you can allude to it. You can have her doing something, and, and then you can show the aftermath of it, and, you, and people would know yeah. what happened because we've watched, we've seen it happen the first yeah. time. You need to show it each and every time. So for me, that was like that's where it felt not much say lazy, but it felt like it was sort of just it was trying to gross people out. And then oh, I've done it once. I just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And just, yeah, I, I mean, I, me. I do feel like it was probably made for a younger audience than us, perhaps. Possibly, um, possibly, yeah. Kind of maybe aimed at a more kind of hip, trendy audience, you know, you're you kind of 20-somethings, perhaps, is, is kind of where it's pushing that. It, it did feel kind of postmodern in many ways. Also, yeah, like too, yeah. too many ideas, you know, you had like, a, you had like four, you had yeah. two, like one or yeah. two ideas would be fine, but, or even three or four, but it had like nine or ten different kind of strands all mingling. It felt like just, it got a bit muddled. I was just like, I didn't Yeah, really, it's almost it's every episode almost of introducing more. Another more element to it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought you'd have liked it more. I'm glad you watched it, though. It's, yeah, you know, it's, I, I, it's I, didn't, not... I didn't dislike it. Our friendship remains intact. Um, <laughs> I didn't hate it. Um, but I, I didn't love it. I mean, and I think maybe part of that reason might have been because I went in something that I, I genuinely absolutely love Midnight Mass. Like, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And I could have used, if they'd done it in all three, four, five episodes, I probably would have watched them and equally loved it. It just felt like something I really enjoyed. So to go from that to something you just, you just enjoy but don't love um, was a bit of a... Let down. But I did also start watching at your request. I watched. Uh, started watching Murders, Only Murders in the Building. Oh yeah! How many so you got left? I'm up to the bit. I'm up to the sting. I watched the sting episode. Right. Okay. Cool. Are you enjoying okay. it? Very much so. It's very. It's very Oops. good. It's very funny. It's very clever. It's very smart. Um, it's charming as hell, isn't it? It's very charming. charming. All yeah. the three leads are excellent with each other. Yeah. Um, I like the fact of bringing in some random people. Like, you know, you've got like. Um, Amy Ryan comes into it as well. You've yeah. got um, Tina Fey pops up in it as well. You know, Sting pops up in it for some reason. Um, so no, I, I, I'm digging it. I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I know it's finished now, so I can get it finished off probably this yeah. weekend. Um, but no, I, I'm really enjoying it. And it's definitely a, an enjoyable one. I do know we've got a second season, which does bother me a little bit in the sense that I am kind of I don't want it to either A, leave this story hanging or B, force feed another story into it that yeah. doesn't really need I to think, be. Enough. I think there are of a one season show is 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 a dead craft now. I don't think yeah. it's a, I think there's Midnight so Mass much. was a one seasoner and it worked perfectly well. But I think that is I think it is in the same universe as Haunting Hill House. It does I, like I, it. Lo- it I loved 
Same tone, same vibe. Yes. Yeah, and there are not a few of the same actors as well. Same, playing over. different characters. Yeah, but same. Yeah, but um, I really enjoyed Hill House. So yeah, I watched this as well because yeah. Hill House was proper, like engrossing. Uh, yeah. Totally, it was absorbed in every episode of that. So this yeah, is this very is, much the same. Yeah. Remember when we, me and Lorraine were watching Haunting House, and it's one of those ones where the stuff in the background. Yeah. And Lorraine would be like, "Did you see? Did it stop? Pause it. Pause it." And it'd be there's, there's stuff in there, but there is and the amount of times we must have paused it. And, and, and rewound it and you know looking for like, the, the, that statue oh. was it do you know what I mean? was it facing left same? out facing right you know that kind of yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that, yeah. does this do that as well no or? I didn't notice it quite as much um, but there is sort of stuff there is also it's very Catholic it's into sort of like Catholic mythology regarding the angels and demons and stuff like that which mm. as a lapsed Catholic I am I do enjoy that side of the Catholicism oh, you know, so I, yeah I, I do like stuff like that as well like the prophecy stuff like that yeah, the idea of like but, angels like, and anyone if you're reading the Bible everyone sort of the idea of angels is sort of the idea that it's this holy figure it's sort of it's angelic and it's beautiful mm. and it's you know if you ever read anything in the Bible anyone who encounters an alien at any point is absolutely terrified and shit scared of it because Fucking God's vengeance, aren't they? Like oh, angel, so go it, fucking it, get him! For, yeah. It plays on that idea, the idea you know, <laughs> yeah. the thing that you know they're not they're not creatures of you know saintliness. They're actually kind of almost demonic in many ways. Yeah, um, yeah. So it plays on that kind of stuff. So I know I really dug it. I really liked it. What have you been watching? Of interest? Oh, I've I've watched quite quite a lot. So the, the first thing I've watched, um, kind of going slightly back the way to to Cronenberg kind of style and stuff like that, is um, you'd mentioned it a few weeks ago, Midsummer. Oh yes, I got to watch it. I got yes. round to watching Midsummer. What do you think Fuck of it? Me. It's Jesus not Christ. Um, yeah, but the end of it, me and Larry just kind of looked at each other and we were a bit like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> I, I mean, Jill went to the cinema, and we were both kind of coming out a bit breathless after watching it. And for some reason, Jill really, Jill really embraced it in a big way. She really likes it. So it's like, we've it's a couple of times since. Absolutely bonkers. I mean, yeah. it, it has, you know, it, it's got it's like Wicker Man and steroids. Yes. I guess is, but you know, when it shocks, it it. Fucking shocks, you yes. know, it just goes full impact. Um, so yeah, we watched that, we were both just completely by the end of it, just like you know, like bombshell, like with the what it the leaves fuck, you a bit you breathless. Know. It's about when you watch like The Witch for the first time because it's the same guy, yeah, done, it was not the same guy, but it's, it's guy done hereditary. Um, mm, hereditary, yeah, yeah, it leaves you a little bit breathless. Then you're not really sure what to do at the end of it, you're sort of yeah. a little bit kind of like, remember, I remember just sitting in the a wee bit stunned for like, like you kind of let the credits just kind of roll yeah. for. A good 30 seconds as you try to use like compose yourself a lot as you go like, Your I, brain like just, I think we had to put on an episode of Friends just to, just, I just to, to balance to it level off. Do you know, what I mean? yeah, we, you know, we need to we need to lift lift the atmosphere. Oh yeah, it's, it's really oppressive, yeah. But um, brilliant, brilliant film. Um How good performance is she is a brilliant everyone was good and it yeah. wasn't a bad performance. Um and, and you know when it when it goes for the gore, it does it but, but purposefully, it's not just gore for gore's sake. We'll get on you to know, something uh, that doesn't do that later on, but yeah, I, I'm a good yeah, yeah, The gore is, know, um, it's, it, it's... It's done with poignance to it, you know. And, and also, um, there's a shock value to it as well. Once, you know, because yeah. you see it and it's like, you're like, holy shit, I didn't expect... Like, you, you can almost see it coming, but then when it happens, it's still shocking. Uh, and it's, oh, yeah. it's not it's, continually yeah. throughout. Like, it's quite, it's about a two and a bit hour film. It's quite a long film, but it's, it's not I, pure horror all the way through. It's just these moments, and, and there's just a, a constant sense of unease throughout it all. But it, it's the batshit craziness of it, like the, you know, the singing and the dancing, and yeah. just all the weird shit that's going on. Is, even that is like you, you watch that, like, and you're like, what, what the fuck is going on? Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's just absolute bonkers. First thing I asked when it finished, what I said to Lorraine is, I wonder what the sweets think of. That portrayal, do you, do you know what I mean? Uh, if they were like, if they kind of took it, you know, humor or, or you know, they, they were kind of hold on, this is you know, a besmirch in our fine culture or whatnot. I was quite is it like folk, maybe is it folk like Cornwall who like sort of actually quite like straw dogs to say, you know, it's, it's yeah, all right, yeah, yeah they, they, they can embrace <laughs> it more than they actually hate it. Ireland, does it, you know, think, yeah, man, yeah, that sums us up pretty well, I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, no, that, that that was a great watch. Um, after that, um, we're, we're doing horror films for leading up to Halloween. Yes. So I finished off the, the Fear Street season series. I've done part two and three. Um, what do you think of part so two? Uh, part three. We talked about part two recently. What do you think of part three? Part two. Part three. Um, I think the accents were something. Oh, they, they instantly they jarred me. But <laughs> I, I, I think I'm the opposite of everyone else, and I really enjoyed the 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 the, the kind of witch parts more than. The second act where it went, yeah, you know, went to, back to 1980, 1994, I think it was yeah, 97. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, yeah, the accents were fucking terrible. I mean, <laughs> I could do a better accent. Um, 
Sean Connery could have done a fucking better accent. They, they were really, 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 really jarring. But once you go over that, yes, he does um, over that fact. Yes. You know, they're all it, trying, it was, they're all swinging. It, it was very kind of Salem. Um, do you know what I mean? What show mm. stuff like that, and um, I, I enjoyed that immensely. And say that when it moved back on to you know right. We're back up to the store now. I was like, oh, you know, let's get some more of the, the 1666 nonsense. And I, go, I enjoyed the scene. I enjoyed that they're on a three film. I thought it was a really yeah. well constructed trilogy. You know, and it's quite weird yeah. to see a trilogy done that quickly. It was basically released in consecutive days. I think it was like every three days. The, the, the they brought one out. One. So it's like it's, you can yeah. basically just watch it all in one. We can't we pretty much watched it all in one, like kind of over the course of like two days. Yeah. Um, and it totally works as a sort of a, it's, it's not a, that they are all individual films. They all work individually. Yeah. Yeah, um, um, it gives you the catch up as well, you know. So you yeah. don't have to have seen one to catch up. It gives you enough of a kind of you know two minute, you know here's right. here's where you are, and you're like okay, okay I've got it because it's not overly complex. No, either, you know, no, it's, no. Like, it's based in kids' books. You know what I mean? So the plot is quite you know paper thin. Um, yeah. But no, the, the second one was definitely the standout piece. But overall, yeah, it's a trilogy as you say. They're definitely an, an enjoyable way to you know spend a weekend just you know going through them. So yes, that that was nice. very. Very enjoyable. Um, the other thing we watched was um, we've watched loads, but I'll, I'll kind of cut it down to <laughs> manageable amounts. Yeah, uh, burnt offerings. No, oh, the movie that, that Lorraine picked. Um, burnt offerings is a nineteen seventies film starring Oliver Reed um, about a family that, that that move into a big kind of house for the summer. Um, when they get to the house, they're, they're on their own and they need to look after the elderly sick mother who's been left behind with them. And slowly but surely, shit starts to happen and everyone descends into madness. It's kind of like a, the shining cross with the omen, perhaps. Mm. Um, but what was great about it is Oliver Reed. You forget that Oliver Reed can act. Do you know what I mean? He, he did have a charm. Yeah, he was a great actor. You know, he became like a bit panicked yeah. at the end. We all think him as a drunk. You know, the sort of yeah. the guy absolutely off his, you know, off his face on alcohol and like sort of yeah. TV clips of. But when you break it down to what he could do, he was a he was a brilliant actor, and he was the reason. Yeah. You know, he worked. He, he done stage work. He done the Shakespeare Company. Done movies. You know, he, he done everything, and he was the reason why he was able to extend that career for so long. Was because he was very very good at what he did. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he's yeah. gone up against, so in this film, he was going up against um, Betty Davis. And Burgess Meredith. Burgess Meredith. And Burgess Meredith, who, oh, I, I was so happy. I was like, oh, my God, it's Mickey, yay. And Karen Black as well, who's won a few Oscars. So, you know, it was like, for its time, it was like a pretty fucking stellar cast. I mean, that, that's like some heavy, heavyweight actors, you know, yeah. overall. Um, but it's, it's fun. And it, it had that, you know, 70s slot music and stuff like that to it. And... You know, there's nothing horrific about it or nothing, you know, particularly gory, but, but you know, there's just a constant sense of dread and tension all the way through. And it was such a delightful wee film to watch. They don't nice. make horror films like that anymore, which is, is a shame. Speaking of something, uh, you know, I've already been magnetic. I sat and watched, um, well, no, I watched, I watched The Thing from Another World today, the original version of The oh. Thing with, um, you know, this old Hill one. Yeah, holds yeah. up really well. Cracking film, still gets attention, still works really well. But on last Sunday, I sat and watched um, Monkey Business. Have you heard, heard of Monkey Business? Rings a bell, is that horror? No, it's not. It's, it's like a, it's a screwball comedy with uh, Marilyn Monroe, Clark Gable, and Ginger oh, Rogers. Oh, right. Okay, right, right. And they've okay, got a monkey. They're trying to like, sort of experiment how to stop. Like, so I think it's sort of like dementia or something. They end up like when they take it, the monkey finds out the, the secret of this um, like sort of potion. And they all sort of revert back to their teenage self or even their younger self. And they start behaving really erratically. But Marilyn Monroe what Marilyn is famous for well for Marilyn, one of my Marilyn Monroe's very first early Hollywood films. She plays at the secretary. But mm-hmm. as soon as you see her, you like go, Clearly, that woman's going to be a star because every and she's up against Ginger Rogers, who's in no way, you know, yeah, Ginger Rogers was you know iconic in mean, herself, you know, so it's, it's not like, like that, it's yeah. like she's up against like nobody, it's like holy yeah. shit, it's like, um, and up against like Clark, and she's working with, alongside like Clark Gable and stuff, things like that. So it's not like well, not Clark Gable, Clark, uh, Cary Grant, sorry, not Clark mm. Gable. Um, so it, it's just it's a really it's really well done, funny scripted movie. Um, it's and again available on I think it's on the BBC iPlayer. So keep looking keep out for them. I think Marilyn Monroe. I've not seen a lot of her work, but the bits that I have seen, she. She, she does seem like you know she, she could act and she could no, play a character and absolutely know, no doubt. Marilyn Monroe is a brilliant actress. She was yeah, obviously yeah. 
typecast in some things. She was obviously, you know, she was used in certain ways. But seeing you watch her mm. in, in a lot of stuff, she is 100% aware of who she is, what she's doing. And yeah. as an actress, she is just does nothing to stop her. Like I watched um, during lockdown, I watched a film called Niagara. Uh, you've seen that one. It's set in Niagara Falls. Mm. And it's like she's like, sort of like this display of her husband and she plays sort of the femme fatale in it. Fucking brilliantly brilliant film. Really well done. Um, even with stuff like Gentle Prepare Blondes, you know, How to Marry a Millionaire, all that kind of stuff. Seven Year she knows what she's doing. She's not in any way a bimble. She's not, in, she's yeah. not a ditzy little girl or anything. She's a fantastic. Oh, yeah. I think she, she, she played Hollywood well. Uh huh. You know, too. She knew exactly, you know, how to, how to play the industry as well. Um, smart, smart and, woman. I think maybe just sort of maybe yeah. too kind of, so, it sounds like she's maybe too kind of person to be in that world. It seemed like she was yeah. quite. I just kind of devoured her and tainted her. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. She's a soulful person. Yeah. And you read about like what she was like as a like a, a person. She seemed a really lovely person. Mm. And just in a world where, you know, every man was just sort of just would just lose her shit when they saw her. You know, and it's like yeah. she couldn't ever have she couldn't ever have, yeah, have conversations. She, she, you know, everyone would just it's after her. Objectification to to the to, to the extremes uh-huh. of, of you know being objectified. Yeah. You know, if you, if you try to watch Monkey Business is very funny. Any Marilyn Monroe film I think is genuinely very good. She's, she's a very good actress and she's you can see the magnetism on the screen. It's, it's very, very good. It, it, it's there. Um, and the last thing that we were talking about we but um earlier on is only murders in the building. I'm on yes. to the, the, the season finale tonight I'm going to watch nice. after we finish this podcast and yeah I'm, I'm, it's just I, I still get that warm fuzzy feeling every time I see Short and Martin together I'm just it just lights up the screen the two yeah. of them just being, being on camera at the same time there's a and couple so of now, scenes you, the, I'm about four or five into there's a couple of scenes you can tell I don't know how if it's a scripted line or if it's a line that's been thrown in by one of them and you can see them almost lose it with each other, like in terms of like you sort of it's a really funny dig at them. You know, you can you can set you can get a wee a couple of wee moments like, oh, that's really funny. But it didn't some of it doesn't feel scripted in the same way. Or maybe just it's it is scripted and it's just delivered in a specific way that makes our person it, laugh. It, really it, well. it gets a, but it's beautiful to watch. Um, there's yeah. one coming up you're going to be watching soon, then it's called uh, The Boy in Apartment 6B. Okay. And it is clever. So the way they've done it is I won't tell you anything about it. Remember that episode of Breaking Bad, The Fly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that kind of clever. Do you know oh, what I mean? Nice. It, it's just proper, like the way they do it. But the end, you're just like, fuck me, that was really, really well done. Do you know what I mean? The whole episode is just yeah. utter perfection. So enjoy that one when it comes along. I'm enjoying the fact really that like, there's a mystery involved in it, but also we know more than, than certain characters know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, we know yeah, more. Of, we, we are we are privy to a lot more than any like one character just knows individually. So it's quite nice. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's more watching them uncover about each other as well. It's pretty good, and, and, and it doesn't feel it doesn't feel bloated. Even with thirty, it's only like thirty-five minutes long an episode. They yeah. pack a lot in, but it never really feels like they're either giving something short shrift or yeah. It seems it's very equal split of everything that's very interesting. They, they could tag in our ten minutes then each one, and you would quite happily sit there just as just as engaged. I think. Um, I enjoy people well. do not have to tag on ten minutes. They will do like refine it yeah. through the thirty-five minutes. So that's a yeah. talent and um, enjoy to that. Because Selena Gomez as well holds her own. Um which to, very, very to, good, to, to, to kind of go toe to toe with those two and then you know, you know, kind of be an equal is is well done to her for that. Um she's got a very cute face, but a very like um like old person voice. Yeah. It's, it's she confuses you. You you have made this voice, she confuses you, doesn't she? She does because... confuse me, yes. <laughs> there's, there's, there's something there, but also it's, I don't know what it is. Anyway, <laughs> um, we'll move on from that more about music. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just very, very, very quickly. I've watched a few more episodes of uh, The Young Rock as well. Oh. Um, I've almost done the season, and I've, I've got to say, um, it, it's kind of, you know, it, it is shameless rock promotion, as, as you know, The, the Rock's probably the ultimate self-promoter. He's good at that shit. Yes. And it is quite shameless, but it, it's definitely got a charm to it. It's worth a watch. If you've got any knowledge whatsoever of kind of 80s, 90s wrestling, just for the nostalgia factor mm-hmm. alone, it's probably worth a watch just for that. But it, it, it's charming. Um, harmless. is really, really harmless. Um, Randall Park steals the show every time he's on there. Um, but check it out. Just, just for 20 minutes an episode. Do you know I mean? You, you, done and dusted dead quick. But it, it's just got a charm to it that I think you would enjoy. Definitely. We've got a 20 minutes to use this now, but we need a new one. That might be the next one on the list. Yeah, okay. give, give it a go. Okay. Give it a go. Um, on that, we're going to cinema viewing. For the first time, this is oh. a podcast actually all about cinematic releases. Everything we're talking yes. about tonight is all about cinema, which is quite, mm. it's the first time in a while we've been doing this. Absolutely. 
up first since it is the season of the Witchers. Um, was Halloween, was one of the Halloween's called Season of the Witch? Halloween 3, which was nothing to do with Michael Myers. It's a okay. completely standalone. No, don't anyway, okay. call him. Don't so, geek out. Don't geek I, out. I was about <laughs> Halloween Kill. It's the sequel to Halloween, but not the sequel to Halloween. It's a sequel to not the second the, Halloween, but the third Halloween. The 2018 Halloween. Halloween, yes. To the Zack Snyder Halloween or the John Carpenter. No, Zack Snyder was um, Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie, sorry. Yes. Um, Zack Snyder, I'm sure he'll do it at some point. Fuck's sake, everybody yeah. has, why not? Um, <laughs> this is directed by David Gordon Green, who directed Pineapple Express. He also directed films like Joe and Prince Avalanche, which I quite enjoyed. He directed the first Halloween, uh, and recently directed that film Stronger with Jake Gyllenhaal, one about the Boston bombings, and he learns how to walk again, and it's all very emotional mm. and stuff from that one. Um, so the plot of this one, much like Halloween 2, this sets up literally moments after Halloween ends. Um, yeah. Mike Myers has been abandoned in a building, um, Laurie Strom, is it Strom? Straub, Straub, Laurie's yeah. house, um, it's on fire, it's going to burn down, Michael Myers is going to die, Laurie can take the hostel with a, a stab wound to her guts. Annoyingly, what happens is the fire department turned up, put out the fire, Michael Myers escapes and then goes on a rampage through town. The twist on this one is Laurie essentially is confined to her hostel, but she can't do much, but the town itself basically decides that this creature or this man has haunted the town for long enough so they rise up against Michael Myers and basically go after him to try and bring him down and stop him from killing anymore. Um, Mobro, yes. Yes, Mobro, yeah. yes. Uh, in the film, you've got Jamie Lee Curtis reprising her role, as she has done many times in the past. Judy Greer plays her daughter. Will Patton yeah. plays the police officer who was in the first one as well. Um, he's also confined to hospital bed for most of this film as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Andy Matichek pops up as well. Thomas Mann, who pops up and I've nice, also nice to see him and stuff, but I feel like he's more of a career. Um, and amazingly, I didn't recognise him for a big chunk of the film until I Googled him. Anthony Michael Hall. Yes. From Breakfast thought, Club. Who would have thought when you look at Breakfast Club, he would have turned out like that? No, really. He looks more like James Gandolfini. He, he's huge. But he's just Massive. like a big shambling fucking golem of a man. Do you know yeah. I mean? When you watch Weird Science and stuff like that, you're like, oh, he's so cute. And you're like, just, you're like, oh, very, oh. very surprising. Yeah. So he yeah, plays a young. Absolutely. He plays a young Tommy who was the survivor from survivor of the first attacks in the 1960s yeah. Um, yeah. when Michael Myers stabbed the babysitter. Um, and he was yeah. the, he was the, the girl, the, the boy, the girl was babysitting at the time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll start on this one. I don't know how to feel about this one because I feel, I don't, I was quite cold on the, in the first ring, the, the, the new Halloween, like the one that was out a couple of years ago. I wasn't really that up on it. I thought it was a bit bland, to be honest. I didn't okay. really buy into that much. This one did actually entertain me a little bit more, um, but it did feel not like a Halloween film. I always feel like the point of Michael Myers is Michael Myers is in some way human. You know, he, He's a psychopath, yeah. but he's human. In this film, they do make him into sort of that Freddy or Jason type character sort of this indestructible monster who almost gains power from his kills, which was never really yeah. part of the story, was it, in the past? He's, he's, um, it kind of did start to kind of go that way, you know, like he, he would never die and stuff like that. So they lean, lean very heavily but, into this one. But, but then they did get more ridiculous as well, because you got up to like kind of Halloween 5 and 6 and Halloween H2O and stuff like that, do you know I mean? So it did yeah. get to a point where they were just kind of stretching it to the point where people were like, fuck this, you know, enough's enough. So they yeah. were kind of going supernatural anyway. Yeah. Um, And this this seems to be embracing that in a big way. Yeah, I feel, like, yeah. I feel like horror fans might enjoy this a little bit more because the gore levels are pretty high and it's, it's, it's a fair bit of gore. But I feel like the Halloween purists like yourself maybe feel a little bit colder on it because it doesn't really feel like a Halloween film. There was a lack of, for me, anyway, when it comes to these kind, of, these kind of horror films, you need a certain amount of, yeah, you need the gore, you need the brutality to make it sort of hit. You need to have a little kind of cheeky wink in some way to make it a little bit funny in order to sort of break constantly. And there was, mm. there was only one kill in this entire one that actually had any sort of comedy to it. Um, the one with the gun. One? one with the gun when he kicks the door. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, that yeah. that got a laugh. Everything else yeah. was just really fucking horrendous. Brutal, like, yeah. Brutal. Yeah, and horror, horror, horror. yeah it was nasty for the sake of being nasty. Nasty, yeah. 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 And I always, I always felt Halloween wasn't that story. You know, Halloween it was, it was, it wasn't into that sort of horror porn. You know, you know, yeah. also type thing. Um, all this, there's a lot of parallel stories. Like you got this Laurie story, you got the daughter story, you have got the town mob road story. They the never flashbacks, really, flashbacks as well. as well, and then the middle flashbacks, and then yes. the current. Yeah, yeah. So but they never really all coalesce enough. Yeah. Which I thought was a bit of a problem. Um, mm. I did quite like the sideline of Laurie putting on the putting on the bench a little bit and sort of opening up the story up a little bit more. I did enjoy that fact, 
But again, I think the Halloween purist might be going, no, it's like having a scream story without Sydney. Eve Campbell, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you need yeah. to have that. You need to have certain elements to it. And Laurie just been confined to hospital bed for most of the film. Doesn't really work for the most part. But I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed the Halloween reboot in 2018. But I, I didn't love it. I, I found it more entertaining. I, I thought it was okay without being great. What about yourself? Um, as, as, um, as a I Halloween fan. despise it. I, I it felt you might, yeah. Utter, utter trash. Um, I gave it three stars because I couldn't give it two and a half. Okay. <laughs> so that, that's my rating straight off the bat. That that's where that's what I'm swinging for right now. Um the the, the mob rule thing was fucking terrible. Um you know the, the chant in the mob rule um Anthony Michaels Hall's character um you know j- just that general stupidity every character was fucking that's every kind of stupid in it, yeah. Yeah, there's horror tropes. I get that you need that, you know, like you know, the teenagers get upstairs. I get you need that in horrors, but this was just fucking stupid. Yeah, um, no, I mean, the, the, every the decision, are so silly, yeah. Every decision was was just you was know bad. utterly <laughs> mad, utterly yes, mad. Yeah, yeah. Um, the acting was Judy Greer disappointed, and Judy I, Greer never disappoints. disappoints. Yeah, 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 I'm with you. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, as you, as you rightly said, nothing to do at all. You know, let's put her in a bed. Um, she, she, one scene where she, you know, she, she kicked somebody in the crotch and that was her thing again. Mm-hmm. Done, done, back into bed again. Um, total waste of time. The, the most interesting actress in the whole thing was the daughter. Um, yeah. She was the only one that, that I thought had an ounce of credibility about her performance. Um, the whole trying to unmask Michael Myers, we don't need that. Yeah. Don't fucking, you know, try and. You're, they're doing this thing where they're trying to make him, you know, this this fucking ghost that can't die, but then they're trying to mask him. And you know, is he, you know, a human or a fucking, you know, unstoppable fucking? Well, they set it up pretty well in the last, the, you the, know, the 2018 one that he was a real person. He's been in jail yeah. for the past thirty odd years, so he is a real mm-hmm. person. So yeah, this idea turned into like a supernatural being, like a golem, a, a golem type figure, didn't really yeah. seem to make any sense to me. It felt very odd. But if if you're going to do that, then then leave it at that. Don't then take his mask off. You know, yeah. don't you know, just pick a fucking road and then you know travel it. You know, don't, yeah. don't jump about with that. But no, I was I was actually quite angry by the end of it, upset. You know, there was like, how? Because unlike you, the, the 2018 one, I, I liked in a big way. I thought they really captured the spirit of Carpenter's yeah. original kind of vision right. of Halloween, and I thought they really nailed it. And I didn't realise that this was coming out until a few weeks ago. I didn't right. know it was even getting made. So it was like, kind of, oh, I was quite excited. And just it just ripped smart my wee heart out and, and you know, squashed it and threw it away. And... I've, I've learned that they're, they're doing another one called Halloween Ends as well. Yes. Just the end, you've done it. I'm sorry, but the <laughs> fucking end's been, you know, you don't need to end it. You've already fucking ruined it. Um, but yeah, I think the mob stuff was just really, really heavy, ham fisted. Um, it felt like it was trying to be sort of something pressed, and you know, the idea like, you know, like you the mob rule thing with like the, the thing in the white, uh, the Capitol building back in January, yeah. that, you know, sort of the, the way people gang up on social media, that kind of stuff, and sort of like, yeah. it was trying to get into, the, you know, how the mob, like a bit in the hospital, how the mob can be so stubborn yeah. up so quickly and like yeah. right minded, like minded people can almost sort of react in a way they're not supposed to. I got what I was trying to say, but I just don't think it nailed it particularly well. Um, Not at all. It was, no, it, 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 it social commentary was fucking dreadful. Um, if that's what it was going for, then yeah, the social commentary was you know missed every every mark it was going for. Yeah. But yeah, I was I was really really upset and, and quite sad coming out of the cinema. You know, I was kind of soon as it finished, I didn't even hang about for you know the slightest bit of credit. I was just like, oh, head down and shuffled out the cinema a wee grump. So and that feeling like so I enjoyed it more than you did because I, I, I'm yeah. not quite as invested in the Halloween franchise as I think as you are. I enjoyed the first yeah. Halloween film, but that's pretty much about it. Um, mm. I, 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 I as a horror mm. film, it's sort of I can see. I, I thought it was okay. I would give it a six out of ten. What about you? Wow. Uh, two and a half. Harsh. Um, and that's only probably because Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. I'd, I'd give it that in the theme tune. Other than that, it was just. Carpenter's music yeah. was cool. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I, I do like, and I'm always impressed by seeing Danny McBride's name up there in the credits, you know, writing credits and producer. I'm like, Danny McBride, and then you're like, it's fucking Danny McBride. And it always takes me a minute to for that to sink in. Like, Danny fucking McBride, do you know what I mean? Me and Stu discussed this on last week's pod. I'm blaming Jordan Peele for this right now and the fact that every former comedy actor now thinks he can do horror. Um, 
not realising that maybe Jordan Peele's very good at it because he's got a certain mind that mm. works for it. Now all of a sudden, you know, you've got people like Chris Rock doing Spiral. You've got, you know, Danny McBride doing Danny this. Danny writing stuff. So, like and they're almost like, no, stay in your lane, motherfucker. Stay in your lane, you know. Yeah. But, but he done a good job at writing the first one. Do you know what I mean? In producing right, okay. the first one. I enjoyed that. It's just, it, this was just shite. It was just pure trash. Um, I thought the killings as well were, look, Michael's, he's, Michael's just, he's just a psychopath and, and you know, if you watch any Halloween movie, you know, he'll, he'll kill his victims and, and, and that's it. But with this one, there was almost like a gleeful pleasure they took from it, which... It, well, that's it what, the one it, that got me, see when he kills, it, 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 spoil, it's quite spoil when he kills the kind of older couple, the, the, yeah. the, the, the older kind of, the, uh-huh. and he, he, he puts the old, the old boy, like sort of, on yeah. the breakfast bar. And then mm. proceeds to continue to stab him in front of yeah. the wife. Yeah. yeah that didn't feel no, very no. Michael Myers. That felt more like yeah. that did feel like the torture porn I going like, that doesn't even that's not a Michael Myers thing. He's more a kill and move on type thing. He sort of slashed his way through. The, the only time it's ever hinted at anything like that, and it was well done, was in I think it was the first Halloween that there's one kill that he does, and you know, he just kind of nods his head to the side a wee bit, you know, like kind of yeah, cool. That, that yeah, but he doesn't, he doesn't continue to like sort of no, stuff. really subtle. That's it, uh-huh. done. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's just to convey, you know, this guy is a fucking ruthless maniac, but this was just cruel, you know, to the point of like, no, you know, he's made he kills and he's on to the next one. He doesn't relish the killing, you know, he just fucking does it. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a killing machine, that's it. There's, there's no relish, he's, he's not doing it for particular joy, you know, he's just doing it, you know what I mean? And yeah, to, to kind of add in that, that kind of element of cruelty was just like, don't fucking do that. Do you know what I mean? It's, you don't need to. You don't need to up the gore for a fucking Halloween movie. You know what I mean? The gore's there anyway. You know what I mean? Can I use the source material without? Can I, you know, try and add in shock value as well? You know, there's plenty. Well, see, of I think I didn't do. think they done much with. I don't think they done anything different. I thought you. I thought you made a stand a bog standard um, horror film. I don't think they done much new. There was a lot of blood and neck wounds, wasn't there? Yeah, a lot of blood. To, there's no doubt. Yeah, a lot of blood and, and everything like that. Yeah, there wasn't a lot and, of anything and, else. Yeah, the neck wounds, it seems to be a thing as well. But no, I, I was really, really sadly disappointed by this one. I was not, not a happy person at all. Um, Fair enough. So. And I don't know. Halloween ends. I guess I'll go and see it because of my course you will. idea. And yeah, of course I will. And I'll probably fucking rant about it, you know, in 2022 when we talk about it, I'll probably kick off as well. Um, but yeah, just this, this was... Uh, this was rubbish. Um, okay. Uh, don't don't go and see it. I mean, if you've got any love for Halloween, don't pay money. You go wait till it comes on TV because you know that that's 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 where it's fucking place in life is. Just you know, a channel five, twelve o'clock screen at midnight. Watch it in. Well, I think you're Clown Death is doing big business. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, it's so, six out of ten from me. Two and a half out of ten from you. So definitely. It's let's let's go. Let's let's round it to a three then overall. Three I think you round it to a four and a half at that point rather. Than <laughs> if we're going to go with averages. Uh, on from that, we go to a film that's been eagerly anticipated. It's been the sci-fi event of the year, um, and that is June. Um, mm. uh, directed by Denis Villeneuve. Who'd read things like Prisoners, Enemy, Sicaro, Arrival, Blade Runner 2049, all filmed I've enjoyed on some level. Blade Runner 2049, yeah. enjoyed the look of it as opposed to the actual film itself. Everything else I've enjoyed immensely. Yeah. Um, now, I'm not going to try and ex- attempt to explain the plot of June because I try and read I try and read the book of June at one point and I ended up having to give up on it. So the only book I've had to give up on, I found it absolutely incomprehensible fucking nonsense. But essentially, there's a planet that everyone has wants to get because it's got a lot of spice on it, which essentially like, powers everything. Um, the planet's been given over from the emperor to one tribe, who then try and take it on, um, and all, and all basically race want that planet as well, and they're now going to war for this planet. That's essentially the story. Yes, um, clumsily done, but yeah, yes. <laughs> So you've got yeah. all star cast in this. You've got Timothy Chalamet, and you got Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Dave Batista, Jason Momoa, Stellan Skarsgård, uh, Charlotte Rampling, Zendaya, Josh Brolin, um, and Javier Bardem. So it's got a it's got a sizable and very um, well travelled cast. Yes, um, yes, yes. You're just out of this. Your feelings on it are, are fresh. What did you think of this one? I'm right. I'm desperate to talk about this because I really. Really don't know how I feel about this. Um, I'm, I'm dead confused and conflicted, and I, I, I just I enjoyed it immensely. And I think visually it was like you know, I mean, the, the guy can you know frame a fucking picture. Like yes, else. Agreed. You know, visually, yes. visually it was stunning. Um, I don't know if I felt if it felt too clinical. Possibly, I don't know if I felt any kind of heart and soul in it. Maybe. Very yeah, much I mean, th- there wasn't a bad performance. No, if, every performance was great. Um, 
the story was coherent and you know it, it is a big book there's a lot in the book yeah. and there's a lot going on and a lot of kind of you know threads to pull together so to keep that you know on, on you know a, a, a kind of linear path is, is not easy to do especially in under three hours as well yeah. so I, I guess I've seen the, the 1980s one dozens of times as well so I guess I kind of know what's kind of going on as well in that aspect yeah. Um, but I don't know. It just it just didn't quite grab me the way mm. I thought it would have grabbed me. But I yeah. didn't not like it either. You yeah, what yeah. it was like, you know, a spectacle. Yeah, definitely. Well. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, uh, um, interestingly, <laughs> the screen I, I went to see um, busy or not busy? Quite busy. Not, yeah, okay. uh, half full, but I counted four walkouts and three snorers. Right, okay. Uh, yeah, I, can, so, I can get that. I can get that, yes. Um, yeah, which which I thought was like, oh, but, but some of the walkouts were like two hours in, and I'm like, whoa, you know, like, <laughs> what are you doing? You know, you just started. Kind of like, like, fuck this shit, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, come on, you know, if you're walking out, man, you know, you must have known an hour ago that you, you weren't really feeling that shit. I don't yes. get people to do that. Though. So I've seen it quite a lot. People will sit like, do you need the, the, the last act of film, and then they'll give up, and you're like, what the fuck is going on in your head? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But um, I, I, I'm honestly really, really, that's why I want to speak to you about it because I, I don't know what it is that, that that's making me feel... Mm. I mean, I, the, like I say, the, 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 the 80s one, um, Kyle McLachlan, Sting, stuff like that, I've seen it so many times. Um, my whole family, my dad, my brothers, we all loved it and we've watched it time and time again. Um, you know, we've kind of embraced it. And I think I have read the book a long time ago and, and I was fine with that as well. I've no delved into any of the TV shows, um, but, you know, I'm a massive, massive fan and the anticipation for this I've had is, is crazy insane. Mm. Um, him being the director, again, you know, just heightens yeah. that, that, that kind of fervour I've got for it mm. as well. But I don't know, there's just something... That I can't quite put my finger on that, that I'm off with, and I'm hoping that maybe the back and forward now will, will give me. So over to you, sir. Um, talk to me. You're not dissimilar to what I think as well. I, I was. I'm not of any interest in. Like I said, I found the book completely incomprehensible, garbage and bollocks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a guy who reads the fact, like reads fantasy and stuff like that. But I just found this really mm-hmm. tough to get into the, the book. Um, I was very excited for it for much the same as you. Denise knew is a fantastic director and makes a fucking gorgeous looking movie so I was really excited mm. to see that and that's what I got this film looked stunning every every shot of this film you could easily pause it print it and frame it in your wall there's not yeah, a single bad shot in the film there wasn't a wasted frame absolutely no. yeah. there was yeah. slightly wasted frame in the sense that when you finally see the fucking sandworm it's in pretty much bleak darkness almost that was a bit of an annoyance to me I felt that was a little bit poor. I get maybe why CG effects and you know money wise, but I felt like you know you can't get a glory shot in dusk darkness. You know when you kind of really see that. Again, it's just a big fuck. It's a Sarlacc for Star Wars. I I know. I get it right. And that's and that's the thing about film. Right. So there's a a sense that this film is Star Wars for people who think Star Wars is too low brown. You know, it's it's kind of so it has to spend the first. But the thing is, it came before Star Wars, so oh yeah, yeah. So. Oh, Much yeah, like yeah. John Carter did, it has to spend the first hour of the film trying to explain why it's different from Star Wars and why it's original. But a lot of you come across feeling very Star Warsing, but without any sort of fun. And I'm what you said is correct. I thought every performance in it is great. Zendaya, I thought she's very limited. In it. She's excellent. Timothy Chalamet, I thought was excellent. I thought Oscar Isaac was good. Rebecca Ferguson, I thought was excellent in it as well. Mm. Um, but there's there's no fun in it. Jason Momoa attempts to get a little bit of fun and they put the one joke that he makes in the film in the trailer. You're thinking yeah. maybe that might be something that we could a thread will continue, but he's only in it for like 10 minutes and that's pretty much all he gets. Yeah. So yeah. there's a real lack of fun in the film. And yeah, I'm not saying that the film has to be fun, but it's very poor faced. There's no it is, it's very serious, yeah. You know, yeah. it's you know the, uh, the source material was mm. very serious, Frank yeah. Herbert, you know, was not a fucking comedy writer. By, by it, felt, it reminded me a bit like when you had to go to church as a kid and the fans say, you will, res- are, going, are going to see a church now. You will respect it, you'll be in silence, you will appreciate it, yeah. but you want to do something else. I'd much rather go and, I'd much rather go and sit and watch, you know, any other thing. Yeah. I'd, rather, yeah. I'd rather watch Tremors because Tremors is the same <laughs> fucking big earth form and it's infinitely <laughs> more fun. In fact, at one point, you actually do go full tremors on it because they have to try and get to this the rocky outcrop. I'm yeah. like, that's, just, that's the end of tremors. <laughs> it's like literally but, the end of tremors. 
It, it does make you realise how, how much it's inspired fantasy. Like, oh, yeah, Game, of Thrones, Game, Game of Thrones is, is basically wouldn't exist without the idea of houses and families and all that. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Well, you like, can see how it's inspired yeah. so, 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 so much. And I think on paper, he's the perfect director to take this material and, you mm. know, put it on to, to celluloid and give I us think that. It has, the I think it has elevated it. I think it's, it's, an, it's yeah. a very watchable movie. Mm. Um, the first hour I did find tough to get through, and there's a lot of names getting thrown at you, and a lot of sort of. I love, I enjoyed that shit so much. I struggle with from the moment mm. when they have the sort of the rescue of the miners, and then you're like mm. stuffing through that, and then the attack on like um, what the fucking planet's called, and all that kind of stuff. I, I really enjoyed that, that through line, and that, that was really fun. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. It does suffer majorly, majorly suffers from the fact that it's clearly a two parter, which it tells you to start which, the June part. Which, one. yeah, but. The, that's the only time that's really because if, if you're kind in blind, you have no fucking point. Never says the trailer. Only tells you the rest of it. And, and when, when it ends, it ends. You know, it's like you know, done. And you're oh fuck you. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, I kind of, I kind of guess right. Okay, here's the conclusion. But you know, if if you weren't expecting that, man, you're well, going to there angry, confused, and like, what the fuck? I heard someone <laughs> um, online, or I think it was online on a podcast, equated to somebody like, have you ever seen Lord of the Rings without ever reading Lord of the Rings books, right? And you sat and watched through the Fellowship of the Ring, okay? Mm. You get into the Fellowship, and you go, three hours, and nothing fucking, nothing happens? Yeah, the, the, the movies, yeah, the movies broke, can we run the projector? Oh, run the rest of the film, because like, <laughs> that's, what, that's what June felt like. Like, it gets to the end when you're going, so, the Josh Brolin character, and the Oscar, well, Josh, no, the Josh, Josh Brolin character, who would be assuming still alive, I think. Maybe. Mm. Basically, this, this <laughs> disappears from the film because his story mm. is obviously somewhere else. And Maybe. It, it feels like there's a... It, it's, it, I felt cheapened by it. I felt like there was no real conclusion to the story. And that felt... After sitting there for two and hours and 45 minutes, one, a conclusion I can feel like I can hang my hat on and go, right, if there's a second part of it, I'm happy to watch a second part and see what he does with it. But I need this story to be resolved, and it may be the best part they could have done it at, but it's still not a resolved story. You, you can't. It, it's not. I get. I guess the eighties one kind of did. Um, but David's, you know, kind of. I didn't realize he did own that movie. Um, I fucking love it a bit. But well, he didn't. I think the final cut and the studio took it over. Yeah. All right. Um, but I, I, I loved it. But I, I mean, it is. It's a lot to you know to conclude. Um, and the pro- that's the problem is it is only half the story. So there's not a conclusion. So I think what ah. he's done is probably right. And I think that the, the second part is going to you know going no to be like you know wow. There's no promise of a second part. Well, it depends how good this does, isn't it? That's, a, that's a problem. Yeah. I think this film has got a limited audience. Much like people were surprised that oh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine didn't do a bit lot a bit lot of business on it, even though it's a well known brand. It's like. It's a well-known name. It's, it's, it's a cult, It's, it's niche, though. It's a cult. Yeah, And I think yeah. Dune's much the same. It hasn't got that same hit as, say, a Star Wars, or even a Lord of the Rings, when it's established this sort of thing. It's not quite got that yet. So I don't think it's going to do massive. I think it'll be a big bump in the first week because mm. of everyone who wants to go and see it will go and see it in the first week. I think yeah. it's going to drop off massively in the second. It's not going to be do, it's not. It's going to fall behind James Bond and things like that. Very, very quickly. You could, yeah, you could be right. So good things about it. Let, let, let's, let's talk good nice thing. about it. Good amazing. About, Right, those ships, the dragonfly ships, were they were very wow. cool. I, I, I kind of wet myself. I oh, got a wee woody. I'm not going to lie. Everything about it actually quite like you know because it looked amazing. The acting was great. Yeah. The, the world building they had looked fantastic. Um, the story itself made sense to some degree. I just found it very, very confusing. It just, it <laughs> just felt like you said. It felt very cold to me. There wasn't a lot yeah. of emotion in it. Didn't, it didn't feel yeah. like, I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel like the heartstrings getting pulled. I didn't feel like I was sort of invested in it too much. I was looking yeah. at it like I was looking at a great piece of art in a in a museum yeah. going, I appreciate this is great, but I have no feelings towards this whatsoever. Yeah. And maybe that could have been I guess by design it was very cool because you're talking it's almost like the royal family. Do you know what I mean? How would they react in a situation? Everyone is very kind of cold and proper, yeah. you know, and 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 you know, they, they kind of act in a certain way. But I, I guess that's what he's going for. But it does, it takes away any character. That, that you know that they could potentially have. Yeah. Um, standout was um, Oscar Isaac, and that type of role was fucking brilliant. Yeah, he was excellent. He, totally. You know, just he had that noble kind of regal. It just really embraced that. It was um, a brave he, decision putting the most gorgeous man in the world behind a beard. That was that was that was an insane choice. It, well, you know, I mean, mean the man shared that <laughs> one, so I'm, I'm I'm down with that. Um, Rebecca Ferguson is always she she, she was. 
fantastic. The boy, I've not, I've not seen the boy in much stuff at all, so I wasn't really sure who he was, but he, he was good as well. The, the, he's a, he's the a big name. He's, he's sort of well, well, well belonged amongst the, 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 the younger audience. He's in, um, what's he in recently? He's in, oh, that, Call Me By Your Name, the one with um, Army Hammer. Right. He's, in that. Okay. he's going to be Willy Wonka. Right. Oh, right. okay, cool. Um, I enjoyed him, Zendaya. Um, again, she, she's becoming quite dependable. She, she was good as well. Um, I think J- Jason Momoa was that he he lightened the mood quite a bit. Um, to do he, the his couple of scenes in the film did genuinely yeah. feel like a different film, though. It felt like that's yeah. that's kind of what I was not expecting the film, but I felt if I'd seen that tone of film for most of it, I probably mm. about feeling a lot more like I spent a good two and a half hours. Yeah. Because it wasn't the most of the film, it felt like I'd, I didn't feel yeah. wasted, and I felt like it was a beautiful looking film. But yeah. I just came out and felt very little of it afterwards. Yeah. And, and yeah. I would only say to people, if you want to go and see it, if you're a big sci fi movie fan, then by all means go and see it. If you're a fan of June, go and see it. But if you're just a sort of passive movie goer, I would say I wouldn't spend two and a half hours watching it. I don't think you're going to come out with any real great feelings towards it. Yeah. What I thought was strange is um, I think it, 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 kind of, it's, it's a contradiction that's going on in my own head. Um, I don't know if it'll make sense when I say it out loud, but you need to see it on the big screen to capture yes. how. Fucking gorgeous. Well, I think it would probably sit better as three or four parts on TV as well. I think so, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It does feel it's kind of weird. Yeah. It would be a great Game of Thrones esque series. Yeah, but then but then you would miss out on the the, the grandeur of, you know, because it is every scene as you say, it's you know, you're just wide-eyed, like that's fucking, you know, absolutely stunning. Every scene was was really well done. Josh Brolin was fun as well. He was quite, he was quite kind of, you know, he had one, he had, a, he had a few moments of quirkiness that sort of maybe brought a lot of yeah. ability, but this wasn't enough for that. That's, that's a problem. Yeah, it? It was so yeah all the way through it. Um, and again, I, I do get the source material, you know, written in the 50s, writing style then was very, you know, much like Tolkien as well. Oh, yeah. But Jackson seemed to know, you know, I bring the fun. nods and winks in here and yeah, Legolas, you know, was a bit kind of OTT, fucking Hawkeye style and stuff like that. Yeah. He got it a bit more than, than, than Easter's, so hopefully... Um, I think I, I hope a second one does get made because, you know, it would be good to see the story concluding. And hopefully he takes on board the feedback and criticisms that, that I think we are not alone in saying what we've said. Yeah. So hopefully that filters across and maybe makes you know a slight change in direction, possibly. I don't know. From what I've heard, fans of the book, fans of the book are very happy with this version from what I've heard so far. So yeah. depends what audience he's trying to please. If he's trying to please an audience who'll go and see it en masse, he'd have to change. If he's happy just pleasing the June 8th, then he might he'd be quite happy to do what he did again. Okay. Out of 10, what you giving it? Wait, I don't know. Usually I come out and I'm definitively, I'm always like, you know, within a point of, of where I'm going with this. And I actually, I, I really don't know. And I've been trying to think, lead them in this like three hours ago, I've seen it, and I'm still like, what, what am I going to score this? So I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to go seven, seven and a half. On this, I'm gonna I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna go six and a half. So I think we made average about seven out of ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems I'm, fair. I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy with that. See, not not a bad film at all. It, yeah, it's probably a hard watch if you're not invested in the genre or even that universe. Um, mm. but if you are invested, and you've got any kind of knowledge of it, you'll you you you'll get stuff out of it, but it will maybe frustrate as well. Yeah. Yes. There we go. Cool. cool. On from that, the last. I'm so we... glad. I, I I was honestly coming out. And I'm like, I need I need to speak to Richard. I need to talk. I need something. <laughs> Where is he? You know. And I was desperate to speak to him about it. So I'm glad. And I'll chat more about it afterwards as well. Because um. But yeah, yeah. I'm glad we, we got it off my chest. That was a big help. Okay. Very good. And the last <laughs> film of the week is this is our first, but basically is our therapy weekly. So the last film this week is Venom: Let There Be Carnage, which is the sequel to Venom. And um, this one is directed by Andy Serkis of Gollum fame. Um, but as a director, Wait, I didn't realise until I was watching it, and I was yeah. like, "Fuck, I, I, I didn't know that." I'm totally surprised. Like, Why didn't I know that? That was utterly shocking. As a director, he's done the film Breathe. Richard Andrew Garfield, who's in the mm. uh, sort of the, the Iron Lung, and also yeah. Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle. Um, mm-hmm. The plot of this one is set, obviously set after the Venom film. Um, Venom, or Eddie Brock, has been sort of, life is falling apart a little bit, but also he's sort of, it's kind of, the honeymoon period is over between him and Venom. They begin to get on each other's nerves a little bit. They're sort of having to deal with each other. Uh, you know, he's still a symbiote living with Tom yeah. Hardy, but they're beginning to have that. Like I said, honeymoon period is over. We're going to start falling out. It's like an odd couple almost, isn't it? Kind of odd couple, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. At the same time, you've got um, Cletus. Is it Cletus? It's Clay, yeah. Cletus Clay, yeah. who is in jail, um, and he's basically, he wants to 
talk to Eddie Brock for reasons that were not really described. While he's interviewed for reasons, um, Eddie Brock discovers um, where the bodies of his victims are. When he yeah. discovers the bodies, that allows him to basically put him onto death row um, and yeah. he's going to get killed. Um, at the same time, at some point, for again reasons, he somehow ingests the blood of Tom Hardy. Thus, yep. get, thus gaining part powers of the Venom character, but rather than being a Venom character, it, it comes out as a carnage. Because it kind of amplifies, the symbiotes amplify, who, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. again, doesn't make much sense in terms of the film <laughs> or anything in this. Um, and because Eddie Brock is the reason why he's going to get put in the death, death row, he harbours a grudge towards um, Eddie Brock, so he comes after him at the same time trying to free his girlfriend who is who has been taken away when they're younger because she has powers of like sort of she can screech, you know, she makes very loud kind of banshee esque yeah. um, yeah. sounds. Um, so you've got a love story there where the, the sound obviously harms the, the symbiotes um, yeah. and, and they try to free her at the same time. That's kind of it, yeah. I love how you've made that so complicated because it's like a dead simple story. <laughs> that bit is a lot of <laughs> and the film you get Tom Hardy Tom Hardy playing Eddie Brock <laughs> and Venom obviously Woody Harrelson is playing um, was it Carnage Kutus? Carnage playing Carnage yeah. Michelle Williams pops up in a contractually obligated role um, Reed Scott pops up as her, as her um, fiance Naomi Harris pops up as the kind of the character's name now um, the character's name is Shriek Shriek, um, that's I can't one, remember yes. the, the, the person's name, but Shriek is the character. Shriek is the character's name, yes. Yeah. And for reasons I'm not really entirely sure, <laughs> um, Stephen Graham pops up in as well as a police chief, which really threw, into, <laughs> which really threw the fucking maths of the film into complete uh, Honestly, it was half an hour in before it clicked who he was, and I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Is, and then by that point, I was like, hold on, this doesn't make any sense. Why is he here? He's at least 15 <laughs> to 20 years too young for the role. Oh, Plus, he's, he's like, he's a scouser, and it's quite apparent he's a scouser. His accent does trip him up a couple of times, I do agree, yeah. Um, but I mean, honestly, I, I, when I realised, I was like, what? Yeah. Why? Amazingly, that's not the biggest what-the-fuck moment of this film. So, I'll be honest, I thought the first Venom film was utter trash. I thought it was absolutely horrendous as a movie. I didn't think it worked at all. I thought I was completely gobsmacked by the um, the box office had done for it. Obviously, Tom mm. Hardy's got mass appeal to men, women and children across the world but I just yeah. didn't get that film I just, it was totally completely fucked up completely, just didn't really make any sense to me whatsoever I rewatched it because Jill wanted to rewatch it and I stand by my decision of this is a terrible terrible film um, this one I'll give it, it the plot makes about as much sense as the first one it, the, the plot makes like I said no sense things just happen there's no yeah. reason why Eddie Brock it happens because like, it has to move on to the next scene is, essentially is yes do you know what I mean that, that, um, yeah. like why does um, Woody Harrelson want to talk to, to Tom Hardy there's, there's no reason behind, there's no history shared history in that they just sort of they have to get in the room together somehow so it's like why what's the purpose anyway um, also the age of how old Stephen Graham's supposed to be doesn't make any sense at all the whole story of the girlfriend it, like what happened there it doesn't make any sense either but the biggest <laughs> gripe I had with the first one was the action scenes felt were handled by like a 12 year old director you know didn't make any sense and this one for what, whatever it was they do make some sort of like logistical sense I can I understood where people were and what they were doing for the most part you know part of that is helped by the fact that Venom is black and Carnage is red that made big difference um, okay, yeah. But it just felt a little bit 90s. But when it lent into sort of the B-movie nature of it, I kind of enjoyed it. It felt like kind of silly and fun and all that kind of stuff. But everything about it felt like it had been done like 25 years ago. Like the, the end scene with the fight in the church. Like, did yeah. they have done that? they done it in Spider-Man as well. Yeah. Tom Harley's enjoying himself. Clearly he enjoys playing the both roles. He does go a kind of bit of a Bane voice at times with... Venom, I thought he's going to say Yeah, yeah. yeah. He um, also wrote, he co-wrote the script as well, didn't he? Yeah, you know, so done a story. Prob- no, no, it's not a script, a story, yeah, done a story. story. So he's probably given himself a bit more. He seems know, to he, enjoy he, the character. He seems yeah, to obviously yeah. find something that he wants to embrace, wants to do more with, mm-hmm. so get that. Um, and again, like a lot of these films, you get like, two big giant monsters slugging out. It just becomes two big giant monsters slugging out, which is sort of becomes dull quite quickly. Um, but yeah, what do you think of it? Um, Right, so I think we've mentioned, or you'd mentioned to me before, that you're not the biggest Venom fan as a character anyway. No. Um, whereas I think most people love Venom as a character. Well, I think Venom's, you know, Venom's very much a 90s character of definitely style over substance. He looks yeah. cool, but the stories are not I, there. 
Yeah, Very I much. love Venom. Me and Todd McFarlane yeah. used to draw comics. Can't really write a story a lot of time, but yeah. can make a fantastic looking image. Yeah, like Spawn's fucking an awesome yes. character. The, uh-huh. the movie sucks boys because, yeah. you know... There's no story. Style. But no, I, I'm a big fan of the Venom character. Um, what I thought with this movie is... Um, I thought the movie was too small for the characters. I was expecting a bigger movie, you know. It just felt really kind of restricted and confined. And I, you know, I'm like, this is... You know, it's Venom, let him loose, man, you know, fucking... I, I, I thought I quite enjoyed that fact they, made it, they did make it more Not quite your, your friendly neighbourhood venom But they did keep it smaller It had to be Rather than making it Ven- a it's not, yeah. a, it's not a world problem He's trying to sort It's just a very simple I, problem I can enjoy that I wanted more of a You know Like kind of MCU Kind of you know Bigness to it And it, right, it okay. never really Kind of delivered that So I was kind of wanting that Um I thought that Woody Harrelson, I think, is, is one of the best actors we've got. And he's it's, it's just it, it's miscast, I, th- I think, is the problem. Um, you know, 20 years ago, this would have been Woody Harrelson's jam. But I think mm-hmm. now, it, 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 you know, he's poorly, poorly miscast. I think Fleischer cast him the last one. Because Fleischer knows him from Zombieland, obviously. He did it in Zombieland. Mm-hmm. And obviously, friends with Harrelson put him in and put him in at the end. It, almost, it felt almost like a tease at the end, thinking this will never actually happen, almost. Yeah. I mean, it did happen to bring him back because, yeah, he didn't really seem to, he didn't really seem to care. I thought that I kind of get the sense that he didn't really give a shit what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, he didn't base the character. He didn't. Like give he's it, bigger than just playing the baddie in a comic book movie. He's bigger yeah. than that. He's better than that. Yeah, yeah. Which again, you know, pass. That's okay to say no. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just say no. I'll pass and give it to someone else. Um, you know. But yeah, Harrison was a bit, a bit of a letdown. It's a shame because I, I, I do like within. I think you know he's, he's usually interesting in what he yeah. does. But yeah, he, he kind of missed here. Um. Stephen Graham, I did, yeah, I did not fucking understand why was his character there at all, right? Um, and then the bit at the end with his character, you're like, that makes no fucking sense either. Um, you know, so Stephen Graham, you could have taken him out of that whole thing and it would have moved along perfectly fine without him. Michelle Williams, again, possibly one of the best, maybe the best actress in Hollywood just now, possibly. Yes. Yeah. What did she do in that film? Nothing. Nothing at all. Do you know Screen. who stole the film? Yeah. Um, the, the boyfriend he for me stole that film out from everyone. No, he didn't. He was brilliant. He was bland he, as anything. He made me laugh. He's he's we kind of throwaways and stuff. I chuckled every time he was on screen. I just thought okay. he was really really funny, and I, I enjoyed. Him. I laughed more at the Venom Tom Hardy stuff, the Venom Eddie Brock stuff, and I thought the film lost a lot of energy when they split them up. I thought some of that was really forced. Um, you know, yeah. the kind of singing and the cooking and stuff. Like that. Some of the CGI was a bit kind of oh. As well, there was a Everyone few bits, you know. I, you know, the, the kind of the two of them going head to head and stuff. I was like, ah, mm, it's not quite, you know, not loving it. Marvel standard, not Marvel standard CGI. But overall, though, it, it was fun. You know, I had fun watching it. And as you say, you know, when they're slugging out of the action scenes, you know, it, it was fun and it was there. But I just, I, I'm a massive fan of the Venom character, and I think he needs a bigger, a bigger kind of play. Bigger palette to play with, bigger, bigger frame. De- yeah, uh, absolutely. And hopefully he gets that. Uh, and going by the end credit, we might, might. yeah, we might yet see it. No spoilers, and then no. we, we might yet see that. But um, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't, I never had a horrible time, but I did come out, you know, feeling like, okay, done. And it's no one that I'll watch again. I mean, like, I can watch Infinity War, um, you know every night for the rest mm. of my life and never get bored with it. Um, I think I've watched the Venom twice now and I've no desire to, to revisit it and I think this will be the same as well. I'm not just saying I've seen Venom twice and I've no desire to watch it a third time. Um, I give it a well, 6 out of 10. Um, I'd probably give it a 5 out of 10. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so so, so yeah, I'm probably about in the same place with it but yeah, again, I mean, it, it was fun. Um, and it's 90 minutes long so it'll be so yeah, long. Yeah, it, it did, yeah, it, it didn't hang about um, but yeah, look, the, the, the street character, um, I don't know if you, you're familiar with her character at all um, in the comic books. Vaguely, street, vaguely. They, don't, they didn't get a character no. at all because when you look at the comic book character that is not, you know, yeah, the, the, yeah the, the it's a name. It's a name so, character, but not actually. You know, it's, it's not really doing anything yeah, with it. Yeah, it's almost like they're going down the, the X Men route, but they've kind of got the character names, but they're kind of missing. It, like I said, that's why to me it felt very late nineties. To me, it felt like yeah. a film from that era, as opposed again, not not badly done, but it's like a, a good late nineties comic book film. Yeah. Still, kind of felt yeah. that era, Definitely. and I feel yeah. we have moved on from that. We're, we're better. We're done. They're doing better than that Definitely. now. But I, I think even if you came out. Disliking it, I think you still think you know. Yeah, there was definitely fun to be had in there because yeah. um, you know it, it definitely was. There was bits where you chuckled, bits where you laughed. Um, the the end credit itself is probably worth the, the ticket price. Do you mm. know what I mean? So there are, there is stuff in there, but yeah, overall, I just I think 
It, you probably nailed it. Venom, you know, if you embrace the character, then you're probably expecting more than you're going to get. Um, yeah. I think maybe that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Nice one. But um, yeah. yeah, so six out of 10 for me, five out of 10 for you, so five and a half out of 10. That is us for this week. Next week, we've got some interesting stuff to watch. We have got the new Wes Anderson film is out this week called oh, this the, French is... Di- the French Dispatch. Mm-hmm. Tell me something about it. Um, anything about this. It's got all of these usual people on it. Bill Murray is playing weird, you know, everyone else is playing neurotic. It's, it's very much, a, it looks very much like a Wes Anderson film from start to finish. Mm. Um it's set in a kind of fictional magazine world, I think, from the look of it, and it's in fact it's sort of like exists in a new world almost by the look of it. Um, not entirely okay. sure what the plot, the, the, the trailer I saw didn't really give me a lot of the story, just more gave me a lot of the kind of tone, which is a Wes Anderson film. I know the fucking tone of Wes Anderson film, it's kind of cookie and weird, you have a very distinct visual style, I, I know what a Wes Anderson film looks like. Yeah, I um, think quite a lot with Wes Anderson, I about his films even at the end, thinking, what was the story? Yeah. <laughs> it is really like, you know, you, you have got to kind of, you know, Pull the story out. Yeah. I, have, I have softened in my love of um, with Anderson in recent years. I, I really didn't like him for a long time, but in recent times I have actually softened towards his style. I've actually quite enjoyed some of his stuff. So yeah. I'm intrigued by it, if anything else. Um, yeah. Also, if you're feeling brave, there's two films that I would intrigue to see if you how brave you are to go and see. One is it Dear Evan Hansen. What's this about? I've seen it's about a kid who goes and... to school prom in a dress, essentially, and he's coming out, and that's basically a musical based oh. on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I'll tell me that. Yeah, yeah. Doing that. Do what you want. Bring your joy. And also is the Boss Baby 2 family business. No, I thought the Boss <laughs> Baby, the first one was absolute tripe. Um, so I'm not, I'm not going to go and see see the second one. Um, oh, my God. I think I've, I've still got to watch the, 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 the last duel, so I'll maybe try and catch see that, that instead. Um, and um, you're going to probably find that because it's, it's getting pulled very quickly. It's not doing well. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, if you're still if you're staying at home, just because it is Halloween, um, still or, or it's still October. There's one on Netflix called Till Death, which has got Megan Fox in it, and she is um, handcuffed to her dead husband's body. Um, as people come to try and kill her, um, I have watched it, and we'll talk about it more next week. I'll um, watch it. Um, yeah, okay, I'm intrigued yeah. because I, I have seen it when I've been flicking through, and it's on your recommended for you, of course. Because yes, yeah, of course, because everything is horrible. Yeah. Um, and also on Amazon Prime, there's one called Parallel, which is obviously about parallel universes and dimensions and such like. It looks, I'm not going to say it looks like Time Cop, but it kind of feels like Time Cop. Who's in it? No one of no names. No one of no. Oh, no. Okay. So I'm that, that, by it, I, I do like a good time travely parallel university type thing going on. Um, yeah. So that's it as well. Tell me where to find us. Uh, you can find us at the number three beers in a movie um, on Instagram, Gmail, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're, we're pretty much in all, all the big social platforms. Um, still got to convince Richard to set up a TikTok account, but you know, maybe, no. maybe, maybe one. Harry can handle that. <laughs> I mean, imagine us on TikTok. That would be really funny, wouldn't it? I don't know what TikTok is. I think if we go on TikTok, we'll also get put on some sort of list or register if we go on TikTok <laughs> this time. <laughs> TikTok. Crazy stuff that. Yeah. But we're on all, all the usual places. Um so so yeah, look us up, give us a wee a wee like, let us know what you think. Have you seen the films we have seen? Um did did you like what you seen? Um was June, you know, was it beautiful to look at but absolute nonsense, or was it, you know, shite to look at but a great film? Who who knows? You might live in a parallel universe, you never know. Um yeah, so give us loves and the likes. Um, I've been Colin, you've been Richard, and we've been three beers in a movie.